This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, Matt Straub here. Welcome you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Just a few days left in the 2018-19 regular season. We are going to get to some waiver wire awards here in a minute. The first annual waiver wire awards, as far as I know. But first, for those people who are insane enough to still have their leagues decided this late in the season, seriously, you should not be playing. But if you are playing, we have a few last-minute waiver wire suggestions. And Steve Alexander, you are in fact one of the people crazy enough to have their league decided uh, in Week 26. This is a league that you seem to care deeply about. What's the story? Well, I'm in two league, two playoffs right now. One, I'm probably going to lose to Mark Smith in my rock and roll league. He is uh, in the band Explosions in the Sky. He's really good at fantasy basketball. No big deal. Friday Night Lights, maybe you've heard of it. Yeah, he's won this thing a few times. He's one of my good buddies, and uh, he's he's up 5-3 on me right now. Maybe I can eke out a tie, but I think he edged me out in the regular season record, so I think he's going to probably take that title. And the $600 cash that goes along with it. I am in the UBC, the Ultimate Basketball Championship Finals, with David Kleiss of Hoops Kleiss. I actually found Hoops Kleiss back in the late 90s before I found Roto World. Before there was, barely before there was internet at that point. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, like, this dude was on the internet doing his thing early on. Uh, I'm going to tell him about this podcast, but I'm not going to tell him about it until after Monday morning because um, he and I are both picking up a bunch of scrubs for this last two-game week of the season trying to trying to outdo each other. Let's see. He picked up Gorgie Jang, Walter Lemon Jr., Jonah Bolden, and Evan Turner Okay. Uh, the other day. I picked up Bruno Caboclo and Sh- uh, Shaq Harrison. Uh, the same time he picked up those guys. DeLon Wright, Mario Hazania, Jakar Sampson, and Trey Burke are all sitting out there right now. They Ooh. all play two games. I've got a bunch of one-game guys. I'm going to drop a bunch of one-gamers. The only one-gamer I'm definitely not dropping is James Harden, just in case he finishes out in a flurry for us. That seems prudent. But these other guys, I, I will cut. Well, I'm going to cut Jonathan Isaac, the Magic. I'll cut Aaron Gordon of the Magic. They both will only play one game. I'd cut them for DeLon Wright and Mario Hazania. And how about Jakar Sampson, 8% roster in Yahoo Leagues, averaging his last three games, 23 points, 8 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block, 1.3 three-pointers on 65.8% shooting from the field. As you said, he plays twice this week. Things have gotten ridiculous in a lot of places, but maybe nowhere more so than Chicago. So Sampson, yeah, and Lemon Jr., both of these guys, man. It- and Shaq, yeah. Her- and Shaq. Um, Shaq, yeah. The funny thing is, if you look at Basketball Monster, I think Jakar's ranked like number fourth overall. <laughs> he is. He's broken the he's broken the player rankings. He's played three games and he's like fourth overall. He's up to third actually now. It's Harden, Anthony Davis, and Jakar Sampson with his three <laughs> games played. So yeah, I mean, if I can pick up the number three player in fantasy, uh, I mean, yeah, you got to do it. Oh, you got to do it. It's a no brainer. 
Yeah, so get that done. Walter Lemon Jr., his last, well, his four games he's played this season, he's around 14 points, four rebounds, six assists, 2.8 steals. And and as far as teams that play twice, there are, yeah, 14 teams play twice. Uh, everyone else plays once. So Charlotte, Chicago, Dallas, Denver, Detroit, Golden State, Memphis, Miami, Minnesota, New York, OKC, Philly, Portland, and Utah. Those are the teams that play twice this week. And it's unfortunate, Steve, that Phoenix doesn't play twice because they have some guys, uh, some waiver wire players who have been lighting it up. Josh Jackson coming off a monster 35-point line. Jamal Crawford has been hot lately, believe it or not. Had a 28.7 assist game recently. And Dragon Bender coming off a seven-block game with 11 points, 10 rebounds, six assists, was in my DFS lineup uh, in the group I've been playing with you, and I still lost. That that was tough. Was it Zionsville or Ryan Knauss? Ryan, yeah, Ryan, Ryan. Ryan's been on fire. Yeah. Yeah, I had like three. I had three hundred three eighteen that night and uh, finished third. That was a tough night. I think there were four or five of us that were over three hundred, and yeah, most of us weren't close to his like three eighty five or whatever ridiculous. Yeah, that was sick. He he's he's a sick person. I, he's really annoying me. Right uh, now. <laughs> but anyways, Phoenix. You know, I could I could envision picking up Phoenix for that for that Tuesday game and then moving on. And you could do the same with Alex Caruso, who's coming off a, a ridiculous. 32.10 rebound, five assist line, and again, only has one game. Um, one other widely available two-game guy I noticed was Frank Kaminsky, who has two 20-plus point games in a row, and Charlotte, as I said, plays twice. That's all I got. I, you know, I'm in the 30 deep finals. I think I'm going to win it this week. If I happen to somehow lose on Sunday, I'm up 8-1. to one. Oh, I my would goodness. Have to, I would have to go to a sudden-death playoff to decide it over the next three days. My my opponent has been picking up these bulls right and left. I think he got Samson and Lemon Jr. So I really need to close it out today because otherwise I'm facing you know an onslaught from these late season bulls over two days and anything can happen. Yeah, um, how many games does Portland have in that last week? P- Portland is a two game a two game team. So see, he's got Lillard for two. I've got Harden for one. And then what about Oklahoma City? Are they one? Okay, C is two games as well. So he's got Paul George for two. And I've got the likes of Joe Ingles and a bunch of shadiness. Kemba Walker, who may shut down if Charlotte gets eliminated, if they haven't been already. So it's this last week. It's just insane. I can't believe this league goes this this late. I can't believe it's coming down to this. But I, I have a 10-point lead uh, in a very weird, intricate scoring system. Kemba Walker has 18.5 points for me this week, and he plays at 4 o'clock on Sunday. So I need my guys to go off on Sunday, build me a little lead so I can overcome that Lillard, uh, Paul George two game thing. So would a, a 10 point lead would be a very narrow lead in this league in this weird scoring it's, setup. Yeah. It's I'm up one twenty four to one thirteen. Gotcha. All right. Well, good luck with that. Well, thanks. Okay. So that's your last minute waiver wire advice. My real last minute waiver wire advice is what we said on the podcast uh, last week. Don't play this late in the season. <laughs> exactly. You need to talk to your commission on that, Steve. Uh, we need to talk to the 30 Deep commission as well. 30 Deep is a great league. It's a lot of fun, but it's very scary, the idea that it could be decided by the April 9th and April 10th games. Is this going to be your second 30 Deep win if it you is, win? It is indeed, yes. Going for my I, second title. I think I won it once, 2011, thanks to Jeremy Lin, uh, back in the Lin Sanity era. So congrats to you on one win and hopefully two. Thank you. I, I don't know. I'm not a, a complete 30 deep historian. I think that would be Ryan Knauss is the closest thing we have to that. But 
it's possible if I win, I would join Mike Gallagher as the only two-time champions, but I don't know if that's a fact or not. Um, well, so we'll have to check the tape on that. As long as they all come from Roto World, I don't care if it's not <laughs> Exactly. Me. Exactly. All right. Now it is time. This is what we've all been waiting for all season long. Uh, months and months and months we've been waiting for the Waiver Wire Awards. After 25 Sundays of doing this podcast, we're here now. Steve, I think you and I, you and I have independently written down some awards, and we're just going to take turns announcing them. Uh, I have no idea what you're announcing, and you have no idea what I'm announcing, so we're just going to play this by ear, which is sort of how we do it here on the uh, serviceable Dwayne Bacon, (laughs) Jeremy Lamb, Darvin Ham podcast. This is going to be as thrilling for you guys as it is for us. My first (laughs) award is the I Wish I'd Dropped Him and Forgotten About Him Award. Steve, this goes to your guy, Danny Green. He had a perfectly fine season in real life for the Raptors, but in fantasy, he really never got there. Averaged around 10 points, 4 rebounds, 0.9 steals, 0.6 blocks, 2.53 is fine. But the rest of the steals and blocks never came together for Green. He was probably more annoying than he was valuable. He would have been better off just moving on. The I Wish I Dropped Him and Forgotten About Him Award, Danny Green. You know, I think mine, if I was going to do that one, I would say Gary Harris. Uh huh. Very true. Very true. Potential runner-up Gary Harris. Uh, another one who crossed my mind as a runner-up, Chris Dunn. Really fell off in the second half. His role got cut down. Finished, uh, I believe, 112th overall in non-category leagues. But this was a letdown season for me, um, and it's mostly, I think, Coach Boylan's fault, not Chris Dunn's, because I, I had big hopes for him, and it, it never really came together. Right on. Uh, Boban, I think, is another one. If you drafted Boban, you probably wish you had dropped him right away and moved on. All right. What you got? Oh, we're going to wait on pickup of the year, correct? Yes, that the the last two awards That's... are pickup of the year and and waiver wire man of the year. Those are the final waiver two wire man of the year. I love that. Uh, most infuriating. Okay, I don't know that my answer here is is any good. So hopefully you have one. But for me, I think I'm going to go with Monty Morris. Um, no, no, actually, I'm going to go back to my guy Gary Harris. The reason for that is I picked up Gary Harris off waivers right before Denver had that five-game week. I was like, Gary Harris is going to come back and ball out. He's going to win me this matchup. He's going to lead me into the playoffs and and make everything rosy and beautiful, and he didn't do anything. He missed that whole five-game week, I believe, or most of it. Yeah. And that just was terrible. He was infuriating. I put down – I have a similar award, the Biggest Headache Award, and I – have at the top of the podium Nemanja Bialica for just the number of times you know you might have you might have uh, struck gold with Bialica. It's very possible, but it's also possible you you know had a horrible experience adding and dropping him ten different times and you just whiffed every time. So he, in my mind, is among the biggest headaches and was probably in the waiver wire column almost as much as anybody. Yeah, and if you hit on Bialica on the right weeks, you did fantastic. But the thing about Bielitsa, like every year there's two or three guys where they get hot, you pick them up, and then they don't do anything. And that was sort of the Bielitsa trend this year. Like by the time you got him and got him into your lineup, he was trash. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'll throw another one out here, the Pump Fake Award. Uh, I have two winners. This is a co-winner situation. The Pump Fake Award may be self-explanatory, but the number of times these guys faked their way into the waiver-wired column and into our lineups only intend up back on waivers and then get back into the waiver-wired column again, back into our lineups over and over again. Uh, wash, rinse, repeat. Mikel Bridges and Kevin Herter 
uh, are the two guys who really stand out for me in this department. Is there anyone else you can think of in the pump fake category? Well, Kevin Herter almost fits the most infuriating category as well. He also fits the frequent flyer category. Like, that dude was on and off of waivers as much as anybody all year long. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Kevin Herter. Like, you you and I, especially being Hawks guys, we were kind of uh, – We were trying to sell – we were tr- we were selling Kevin Herter uh, quite a bit, I think. Is that what you we mean? We were, and, and we were um, not really getting much reward for that uh, love. So, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And by the way, I will say of of Herder and Bridges, both of those guys are guys I intend to target late in my drafts next year. So just something to keep in mind. Even though they were uh, a bit frustrating this year, I like their outlook for next year. And I do have to ask you, Steve, was the frequent flyer uh, category, is that one that you actually had or did you just make that up on the spot? Well, it's the, actually the only other one I have besides pickup of the year is the most frequently, the, the guys that just showed up on the waiver wire and then got picked up and then we're back on the waiver wire and picked up like over and over and over again, like a yo-yo. Emmanuel Moutier was all over that thing all year. Kevin Knox, also of the Knicks, drafted. Everybody had high expectations, could not shoot his way out of a paper bag. So frustrating. And But then he'd get hot and he'd pick him up and then he'd drop him. Bielitsa fits that mold. Bryn Forbes is another guy that I think was picked up and dropped like 20 times in one of my mm-hmm. leagues. All right, I have one more deep league pickup of the year. And I wrote down a guy that you a minute ago started to nominate as the most infuriating. Monte Morris, I think, was a phenomenal deep league player. I had him on my team in 30 deep, and there were plenty of weeks that I started him, and he had some stretches where he was awesome. Came out of nowhere and was a bit of a deep league sensation this year. I love me some Monte Morris. Well, and he plays two games this coming week, and I am going to play him in that championship matchup. That leaves us with two awards left, the pickup of the year and uh, the waiver wire man of the year. We're going to go with pickup of the year first. Steve, tell me who you got. I have a few names, but I think there's one to me that stands out above all the rest. Well, and I think we differ here. So this is oh, interesting. Good. I went back and checked in that 12-team, 17-round draft. Pascal Siakam was not drafted. He oh, was picked that's up, a great call. He was picked up off the waiver wire like seven days into the season. Uh, one of the first guys picked up behind a few others. But Pascal Siakam is not only my pickup of the year, he's probably the NBA's most improved player this year. And he he's just phenomenal. I mean, what a great year he had. If you, if you happen to pick him up off waivers in week two, he was locked in your lineup the entire season, did a little bit of everything, never really missed games uh to any extent and was just old reliable old faithful pascal siakam that's a great call and that's an oversight on my part number 41 in nine category leagues number 40 if you take jakar sampson out of the rankings (laughs) siakam 79 games as of this taping yeah he, he is great that's a great call I had Mitchell Robinson in there but you know I I see to your siakam I think Robinson becomes the runner up the award goes to Siakam. A few other names I'll throw in there as guys that I think were undrafted in a lot of leagues. Dwayne Dedman, I think, probably went undrafted in a lot of leagues. Did he get drafted in that league you were just talking about? Uh, I don't know. He did not. Uh, and he had a top 50 season in nine category leagues. Jeremy Grant in the conversation as you look a little mm. further down. Yes. Derek White, I think, was a waiver wire pickup for a lot of people. 
Yeah, I actually it. drafted Jeremy Grant in that league. Uh, oh wow, we're talking about, it. and uh, he plays twice this week, so I'm I'm rolling with him. So that's it for the pickup of the year. The winner? Nope, nope, nope. I've got I've got a couple more names oh, okay. to throw out there. Okay. Uh, after me and you and Ryan, well, not you. After me and Jonas and maybe Gallagher uh, destroyed Trey Young about two months into the season because I couldn't really tell if he was hurting or helping fantasy teams. I, I'm guessing he got dropped in a few leagues. And if you picked up Trey Young off the waiver wire this year, he might be your pickup of the year. Uh, I think Boogie Cousins came through for people who either picked him up mid-season and waited or even drafted him and waited. I feel like he came through in somewhat of a big way. And then there's old JaVale McGee, who suddenly turned into Wilt Chamberlain a couple weeks ago and yeah. really crushed some people in the playoffs. Uh, so if you picked up JaVale McGee at the right time, he, he was kind of awesome there for a minute. Yeah, and he was very good early, too, before hitting a lull. And then once silly season hit, JaVale got awesome. Yeah, Trey Young was... The first half or so of the season, I mean, he was close to 250th overall. So he was actually hurting your fantasy team. Yeah, I think in some shallow leagues, it's possible that he got dropped by some non-Hawks fans. Um, <laughs> definitely possible. So, but I think we agree that Siakam, it has to go to Siakam now. Much yeah. to my disappointment after thinking it was going to be Mitchell Robinson. That leaves one award left, Steve, and it's the one we've been waiting for. This is the, the most prestigious award of the night. The Waiver Wire Man of the Year. This is the... This is an award that goes to a guy who was he the best waiver wire pickup? No. Was he that good of a fantasy player? Not really. But he was Serviceable. he was never far never far away from the waiver wire column itself. He had his moments. He he had some big games. He drove us crazy at times. It was just a roller coaster of an experience. It was life, Steve. It was real. It was raw. It was emotional. The waiver wire man of the year for the serviceable Roto World Serviceable Fantasy Basketball Podcast, Emmanuel Moutier. And what an honor. What an award. I mean, he, he's just so serviceable. <laughs> I mean, and, and the thing I love about this is I remember the first time that we really talked about Emmanuel Moutier, and you're like, Steve, do you buy this? I mean, are you really buying this? Like, I don't feel good about this. There's no way this is real. And I was like, yeah, I kind of, I'm going to wait and see what happens. I'm going to play him this week. And if it goes well, I'll play him next week. And somehow Emmanuel Moutier managed to stay pretty relevant for most of the year. So props to Emmanuel Moutier, serviceable pickup of the year. Just fantastic. Way to go, buddy. You know, and the weird thing about it is he's really not that good of a fantasy player. <laughs> like, like, you know, he's so improved as a real-life player, right? His percentages, his turnovers have gotten so much better. But he's still, even when he's doing well, he's still around a, two, a top 200 player. So, I mean, you know, bless him. I think he's gone up so so much in our, in our uh, I don't know. We we just appreciate him so much more now in, in a sort of a strange way after this season, after all we've been through. Are you targeting Emmanuel Moutier next year? <laughs> in drafts? No, I can't imagine a situation where I would actually draft Emmanuel Moutier. But, man, I can't wait to pick him up off waivers, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, and then also I, I feel like we have to come up with, with an award for Dwayne Bacon. We do. 
Yeah, I think it's the We Hardly Knew the Award. What do you think about that? That works, or the the name that made Dr. A giggle the most uh, yes. award. We har- the We Hardly Knew the <laughs> slash Most Memorable Name Award goes to Dwayne Bacon, a player who, who streaked into our fantasy lineups for the briefest of minutes, only to have the minutes pulled out from under him like like a tablecloth off a, you know what I mean, from underneath some glassware, whatever. <laughs> Dwayne Bacon... Man, it was fun while it lasted, wasn't it? It was he fun was... to talk about him because it, I laughed every single time I said his name. Like, like, a, like a 12-year-old. He was like a comet streaking across, across the sky in late March <laughs> with three consecutive 20-point games, uh, just hitting a lot of threes. Man, if you got him in your lineup from March 24th to March 29th, you'll never forget what Dwayne Bacon did for you. Well, I think that just about does it, Steve, for, uh, for the award ceremony, for our last-minute recommendations for the Waiver Wired podcast this season, that's a wrap for this thing. Every We've been here for 25 Sundays, and uh, this is 26, I guess, and uh, that about does it. Yeah, it was fun. It was. We will be back this week and throughout the off offseason. Uh, the schedule, I think, is going to change slightly. We will keep you posted on that, but stay with us. We're going to be coming at you with more episodes in the off season, leading up to the draft, etc., free agency. We'll have all that covered for you. In the meantime, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. You can take a second to rate and review the show as well. That would be great. That's it for us, Steve. Thank you for taking the time. We will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 